What's up, Let's world? Go. What do you do when <laughs> devastation invades? If you know the truth, it'll make you free. How do you move on? And whom the sun sets free, day, your life is free indeed. 24 hours, everything has drastically changed. As difficult as it may be, we must if evaluate what is lost and what is lost. Trapped in the bondage of what you used to Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's Pastor Free, and listen, I'm mega excited that you're locked in to another Free Indeed Friday. Please be sure to share with your friends and your family. Get them logged onto the podcast, and all y'all gonna fool around and get a blessing. Listen, there's a word designed for you that very well might set you free. Let's laugh a little while. If you can't laugh at yourself, at least you can laugh at the preacher. This one is called an offering. (laughs) The Baptist preacher just finished his sermon for the day and proceeded toward the back of the church for his usual greetings and handshaking uh, with the congregation. After shaking a few adult hands, he came upon the seven-year-old son of one of the deacons of the church. Good morning, Jonathan, the preacher said as he reached out to shake Jonathan's hand. As he was doing it, he felt something in the palm of Jonathan's hand. What's this? The preacher asked. Money, said Jonathan with a big smile on his face. And it's for you. I don't want to take your money, Jonathan, the preacher answered. I want you to have it, said Jonathan. After a short pause, Jonathan continued. My daddy says you're the poorest preacher we've ever had, and I really want to help you. Get he, he, he a poor preacher like he, he doesn't preach well. Deacon been talking about the pastor at home. Anyway, whatever. Your boy don't just preach. He's sick with the pen. Give him a mic and he'll go in. So I'm about to give you some of this free time music. But in the words of Erica Badu, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Who've been in church all your life? Yeah, boy. I'm a church boy. Sang in the choir. I complained, but didn't change a thing. My best friends were whoever was at the church with me. If you train up a child when he's grown, he'll remember. So today I live a life with Jesus at the center. Church boy! I've got plenty of sin, I'll fall again and again But I know I belong to the King, the maker of everything And my week ain't right unless I go to worship Even when I'm tired, His goodness is my hands up The sound of the organ is my soundtrack With this Bible in my hand and the cross on my back That's all I know, I know. Every single Sunday I've 
And he said to his servants, this is John the Baptist. He has been raised from the dead. And for this reason, thank you. Uh, these powers are at work in him. For Herod had arrested John, bound him, and put him in prison on account of Herodias his brother Philip's wife because John had been telling him it's not lawful for you to have her verse 5 though Herod wanted to put him and him is John the Baptist to death he feared the crowd because they regarded him as a prophet but when Herod's birthday came the daughter of Herodias danced before the company and she pleased Herod so much that he promised on an oath to grant her whatever she might ask prompted by her mother y'all see that she said give me the head of John the Baptist here on a platter the king was grieved yet out of regard for his oaths and for the guest he commanded it to be given. He sent and had John beheaded in the prison. and The head was brought on a platter and given to the girl who brought it to her mother. His disciples came and took the body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. You say Thanks be to God. You got to thank him for it, even when it's hard. I want to talk from the thought, this Mother's Day, 2019, Brother Freddie, I need you to hold me down today. I want to talk from the thought, she get it from her mama. She get it from her mama. Be seated in the presence of the Lord. In 2006, the rapper Juvenile, um, <laughs> on, back that thing up, record, uh, wrote a song called Mama Got Backside, we'll say. We'll call it that. That wasn't the title. Yeah. Um, and and that, that song was subtitled, She Get It 
from her mama. The idea was that his girl had a big old rump, posterior, backside, nice assets, and that it was a genetic gift. She was blessed with the right kind of DNA. She get it from her mama. In this very obscure text, we are given a glimpse into the gospel of Jesus from a slant where Jesus' relative, his cousin, John the Baptist, is beheaded in prison. The Bible says that his head is chopped off and delivered to Herod's stepdaughter on a platter. Very disturbing and grotesque image that we see. And if you're not careful, you'll be so distracted and disturbed by what she gives to her mother that you'll miss what she got from her mother. The truth of the matter is, in our culture, mothers are very special. I already see many of you are squeamish and you feeling some kind of way because this just ain't the way Mother's Day is supposed to go in church. Mama is very special. Matter of fact, in some instances, we have deified mother. It's like Jesus, Martin Luther King, yo mama. We, we, we make mama very special. And this makes a lot of sense because for most of us, mother was the very first and most impressive figure in our lives. For most of you with fond memories, you can remember mama tying your shoes and teaching you how to tie your shoes. And it was mama who was there to apply ointment uh, to your wounds when you had a boo-boo uh, or to make you lay down and drink some water when you had unexplainable ailments. Mother, for most of us, is a very tender and loving figure to the extent that when Mother's Day comes around, if your mother has gone on to be with the Lord you struggle with a level of grief that people who have never lost a mother would never understand I get it I, I understand that mama is very important she was our first teacher our first lover our first support system our first friend mama is important in the movie Forrest Gump we know that this idiot savant is constantly uh, regurgitating the teachings of his mother mama said life is like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get and all of us are guilty at some point or another of quoting the wisdom of our mothers and then life has this interesting way of making a cycle where the things that you couldn't stand about your mother you find yourself doing those same things as an adult. You start literally talking to your children and wondering how did the spirit of my mother jump inside of my body? The stuff that I could not stand and didn't make any sense. It sure makes sense now. There's so many things that most of us got from our mothers. Some of you may have been blessed to get your mother's smile. Some of you were handed down recipes from your mother. Some of you got words of encouragement that even though she is not around to impart that wisdom now, those words of wisdom still ring true in your spirit today. For most of us, mama taught us manners and morals. My mama used to be a stickler for not eating with your elbows on the table. 
And I tell people all the time, I, I didn't understand why it was important then until I had to sit at governor's tables. And I understood mama was preparing me for greatness and you can't be great with your elbows. Oh, Y'all are quiet in here. She, she taught me manners and morals, but then mama also teaches love and labor. How do you treat people? How do you love people? And then to work for everything you get. Don't be lazy. Don't be sorry. Don't be slothful. Mama taught me manners and morals. She taught me love and labor, but she also taught me family and faith. I tell people all the time, the greatest thing my mother ever gave me was Jesus. She introduced me to Jesus. The faith in which I now stand is all because my mama had a drug problem. She drugged me to church every time the church doors were open. And some of you had a mama like me. That's why you don't hardly come to church now because you got all churched out by the time you was 12. Y'all quiet in here. There are so many things that we get from our mama. Mama gave us food and forgiveness. She gave us rules and respect. She gave us purpose and perseverance, choices and consequences. So many things positive that we get from mothers. The truth of the matter is, as I look into the text this morning, I'm confronted with the reality that in some instances, some have received some very negative things from their mothers. Unfortunately, some cycles need to be broken by bitterness and brokenness passed down from some mothers. As we look at this story, as I said, it's a very strange and obscure story. And I just want to pick it apart lightly, give you a couple of principles, and then bid you good day. This, this girl who is unnamed in the text, we, we don't know her name, we just know her game. The Bible says that one day she dances at her, her, her stepfather's party. And I don't know what kind of dance she did, Scales, but she danced so good that another gospel writer says Herod was willing to give her half of his kingdom. Now that's some good dancing right there. He about to give her half. I don't know what she backed up, but she backed it up good enough Dick and McKnight to get half. Oh, I'm going to pick at it in just a minute. But, but the Bible says that she danced in a way that pleased him. And he promised her, EJ, she could have whatever she wanted. And because of her mother's brokenness, the thing she demands is John the Baptist's head on a platter. Three quick things I'll give you, then I'll bid you good day. The first thing the text talks about is family values. If you're writing, write that down. Uh, let me introduce you to a very broken family. Uh, th these individuals, uh, this Herod in the text is the son of Herod the Great. Herod that we know who is trying to make sure all male Jewish babies under the age of two are killed when Jesus Christ is born. Uh, but Herod uh, the Great gives birth or gives way to these sons who follow in his footsteps of violence and crazy behavior. Uh, some Bible scholars say that the Herod family was like the mafia of that day. They were a bloody family. Anything that was a problem, they eliminated the problem. It is into this family that we see drama building. Watch this. The truth of the matter is uh, that this mother's brokenness started the whole saga. 
uh, John the Baptist is in prison, but Matthew gives us a side note as to why he's in prison. He's in prison because, now watch this, this is better than Young and the Restless. So you've got Herod, and he's married. And then Herod has a brother named Philip, and he's married to Herodias. And one day, Herod goes to visit his brother Philip and decides he wants his brother's wife and just takes her and makes her his own wife and goes back home and tells the wife he was married to before he left, we're no longer married. But look at the brokenness in the text. Herod is broken because he's just going to roll up on his brother and take his wife. But Herodias must be broken because she's willing to allow it all to go down. And John the Baptist says, now y'all know y'all wrong. Y'all ain't got no business out here living foul like this. And the word of God says they put him in jail. Because people don't want to hear the truth. Scales, I'm, I'm learning. It's, it's hard reality, but it's hard out here for a preacher because people don't want to hear the truth. You ought to see what I'm seeing right now. They looking at me like I got boo-boo on my forehead because people don't like to hear the truth. You fool around and tell somebody what they're doing wrong and they get all in their feelings and they don't like you. They can't stand you. And that's what's going on in the text. The word of God says that this mother is broken. This father, this stepfather, if you will, is broken. And this whole story exists because this couple is immoral and broken and the truth of the matter is in these United States and especially in our African American community there are many families that are fractured that are broken because we've got people who are grown and they've lived through some things but they've got scars and they've got open wounds and what happens is they're bringing babies into their brokenness y'all ought to say something back to me lest I think you've got the spirit of Herod and don't want to hear the truth the reality is many women break their children because they themselves are broken and some of us unfortunately have to deal with that reality that I need to be whole before I can really raise a child who's whole some of you have scars from molestation and rape and divorces and things that you have lived through but you didn't come through unscathed you came through scarred you came through wounded you came through bitter you came through broken and because John the Baptist has never looked you in the face and told you you're wrong you have gone through life acting like you're wrong is all right y'all are quiet in here truth of the matter is some of us have some flawed family values we've got some jacked up family situations and, and we're wondering why nothing ever good happens for us it's because we have allowed too many evils to go unchecked behind closed doors and what I've learned is that when when daddy is wrong everybody will tell him y'all quiet when, when, when the man is out of order the whole family will stop talking to daddy but when mama's wrong, we'll defend it. We'll, we'll support it. We'll, y'all quiet in here. Matter of fact, I, God, God laid on my spirit. He says that when I, when I walk, when I talk today, I've got to talk with a, with a degree of sensitivity because there are going to be some who come to some devastating realities today. That some of the wounds and the scars and the negative behavior that you see exhibited in your life is because you didn't even understand you came from a broken family system. 
Here it is. And, and, and so John preaches conviction, and conviction turns into revenge. Because the truth of the matter is when people start telling you the truth about yourself that you don't want to hear, it makes you angry. It makes you lash out. If you were to be honest today, some of you know what it's like to, to hear something that you didn't want to hear and you went smooth off. Now, behind closed doors, you had to look yourself in the mirror and say it was right. It was the truth. I needed to hear it. I just didn't want to hear it. And this is what's going on in this family. Herod and Herodias have received conviction from the word of God, from the man of God, but they don't like it, so they try to lock him up. You can easily make an enemy by showing them the ugly truth about themselves. Everybody want to tell you what they think about you. But it, it takes a mature person to be ready to receive the ugly truth about themselves. Michael Jackson had it right when he said, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I, I'm asking him to change his way. The truth of the matter is most of us think that our problems are because of somebody else. When the truth of the matter is, if you want to look for solutions, most of the time you can just look in the mirror. And, and that conviction, as uncomfortable as it may be, if you can grab hold to what's wrong with me, that I'm the one that's struggling. I, I shouldn't have to get drunk every night to go to sleep. What's wrong with me? I, I shouldn't have to get into some different bed every month. What, what's wrong with me? Y'all are quiet in here. Why is it that I can't stay in a relationship? I'm always fighting, always cussing. Uh, the police always getting, whenever I'm in a relationship, the police get called. What's wrong with me? Boy, you can hear a rap pee on cotton. It is, boy, it's, it's rough. Uh, that, that ugly truth about, about us causes us to be frustrated. I tell this story all the time uh, in college. Uh, there was a young lady uh, who, who uh, she, she, she walked into the room. I walked into the room. She threw a full jar of ragu at me, at my head. <laughs> Thank God she had a bad aim, and the, the jar hit the door and hit the ground. That night... Uh, I walked Kayla to her dorm room, and the girl had scratched uh, a female dog in Kayla's dorm door. Now, I had no negative interactions with this person. Uh, about a year and a half later, she walked up to me on the yard, and she apologized for how she had acted. And she literally said, I was raised in the church, and it was something about the way you and your friends carried yourselves in ministry on campus that was a conviction to me. And so literally she was acting out because the spirit of God was convicting her. And the truth of the matter is I've seen people act out. I've seen people get up and walk out. Y'all quiet in here just because the truth can be an uncomfortable thing. That's how this whole story starts. They, they ain't trying to hear the truth. This mother, this woman is broken, but she's not trying to hear the truth. Now, now here, here it is. Uh, it literally suggests that you can have a broken home and the man not be missing. I, I want y'all to miss this because that there is a marriage here. There is Herod and Herodias um, in the home that produces this dancing daughter. So, so there is a male figure. And the home is still broken. Some of us think that a broken home means that the daddy is a deadbeat. 
and he's missing. But sometimes the family can be just as fractured with the father in the fellowship. Y'all are quiet in here because if you've got two broken people forming the family unit, then the family is still broken. How does that happen? A family is broken even when the man is not missing when there is no standard. So, so Herod is present. He's just not setting any standards. And the truth of the matter is in many of our families, parents are raising their children with no standards. They don't see you behaving worth of nothing, so they don't feel like they have to. Y'all are quiet. Y'all all right? The truth of the matter is uh, what happened to a day when there were standards in the home? Uh, I, I believe it to be true that there was a time when children were made to say, yes, sir, and no, sir. I, I would get hit in the mouth if I didn't say thank you. Y'all are quiet. But we've got a generation that, that you'll give them something and they'll walk away from you like you owe them something. We, we, we have no standards. Well, we don't expect our children to finish school. We, we don't command our children to make good grades. We'll, we'll put two and three hundred dollar tennis shoes on their feet and put nothing inside their head. The question is, where are the standards. We, we've got broken homes because we'll go to the store and buy clothes for our daughters so they walk around looking like prostitutes and street walkers. Where are the standards? Oh no. If you're going to put your feet under my table and you're going to lay your head under my roof, uh, then you're going to live by my standards. Uh, you're going to walk like you got sense. Uh, you're going to talk like you got sense. Uh, you're going to do well in school. Uh, you're going to participate in church standards so we are producing a generation of broken children because we have no standards the house is broken when there is no standard anything goes parents trying to be their children's friends the problem is when you try to be their friend you're going to struggle when you try to be their parent. Help me, Holy Ghost. Because it's hard to be parented by a partner. <laughs> and ain't nobody trying to hear correction from somebody they've been kicking it with. And so let me tell you, mother, let me tell you, father, be very careful trying to be cool and buddy-buddy with your children because there's going to come a day when they don't need a, a, a friend. They're going to need a parent. Huh? And when they need a parent, huh, it will be hard for them to receive correction from you huh, when you the one that's drinking with them and you the one that's cussing in front of them and they seeing you in and out of relationships can't make it work y'all quiet in here act like I'm talking to somebody they're broken homes because there are no standards but then EJ they're broken homes when there is no structure the problem in the text is that Herodias who is the wife is obviously in charge. Herod is not only the head of the household, he is the head of state. And still, it's obvious he ain't running nothing. Herodias is calling all the shots, and unfortunately, our society is going to hell in a Gucci handbag because our families have lost form and structure. If I were to poll the room right now, I would probably discover that more than 50% of our houses are being run by women. 
whether it's because the man is absent or because the man is afraid. The homes are being run by women. Men doing the whole Abraham thing. Being willing to cower down just to keep mama happy. Our society teaches us happy wife, happy life. But bro, keep it 100. You ain't happy. You, you ain't happy letting her run you and tell you what to do. And you ain't happy because that wasn't what God created you to be. How the, how the hell you going to be happy being less than who God made you? I'm trying to make sure that we are not continuing the cycle of producing broken children. And what happens is uh, when, 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 when little mama grow up in a house watching mama run daddy, then little mama grows up thinking that's the way things ought to be. And I'm finna mess you up. And this new generation didn't get the memo. And so Pookie will put hands on little mama. Y'all acting like y'all can't hear me. Pookie, Pookie will fight your daughter like a man. Because those days of chivalry and manners and all that stuff, they did not pass down to this generation. And so you got a daughter wagging her finger and rolling her neck and talking crazy to him because she didn't see you talk crazy to her daddy like that. And Pookie ain't having it. Pookie will go to jail. He go to jail all the time. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? And so when the structure is lost in the home, it's broken. When you got sorry, weak, henpecked men, we produce a generation of broken young girls who don't even know what a man looks like. Man who is silent, he there, but he quiet. He, whatever she say. And woman, you think you win, and now you lose it. Because your house is out of order. The question you need to ask is how many blessings have I forfeited in my household? Because I want to function out of order. <laughs> if, if God didn't make you the head, then quit trying to be the head. Ah, because the blessing flows from the head. But if the head ain't in its place, y'all are quiet. Then maybe y'all are, ooh. I, 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 try, I tried to talk spiritual. I tried to talk spiritual. I tried to. I tried to, but I got to do this. Um, I'm, I'm going to help you. Uh, that our homes are broken because there's no standard. Our homes are broken because there's no structure. And I need you to understand that this is all systemic. Uh, I read this two or three times in my life, but just recently I was having a conversation with a person who asked me a question. And my response was, well, to me it's the Willie Lynch syndrome. And this was a grown person who said, what's that? And I cannot afford for the church that I shepherd to have people who are that ignorant to our history that is imposing on our present. I'm going to mess you up. For those of you who do not know, the Willie Lynch letter uh, was presented in 1712. Uh, a, a slave owner from the West Indies was called over to the States uh, to talk to slave owners 
who were having problems keeping their slaves in order. Willie Lynch, um, he, he, he writes this letter and he gives information. And, and here's, the, here's the, 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 the staggering fact. He says that if you implement this structure of how to make slaves, it will last for a minimum of 300 years. And, he, and admittedly, maybe more. Because what happens is once you implement this into the slaves, they will perpetuate it themselves. What does all this have to do with what you're saying? I'm saying that our homes are broken when we've lost structure. And Willie Lynch, in the making of a slave, understood this principle. I'm just going to read an excerpt of, of some of his words. Uh, we have reversed the relationship. In her natural, uncivilized state, she, this is, the this is the Negro woman, would have a strong dependency on the uncivilized nigger male. And she would have a limited protective tendency toward her independent male offspring and would raise male offspring to be dependent like her. Uh, nature had provided for this type of balance. Well, we reverse nature by burning and pulling a civilized nigger apart and bull whipping um, the other to the point of death, all in her presence. And by her being left alone, unprotected, with the male image destroyed, the ordeal caused her to move uh, from her psychological dependent state to a frozen independent state. If y'all don't see 2019 women yet, help us all. In this frozen psychological state of independence, she will raise her male and female offspring in reversed roles. Fear of the young man's life, she will psychologically train him to be mentally weak and dependent, but physically strong. She'll go to his games and celebrate his touchdown, but won't say nothing when he bring home ifs. Because she has become psychologically independent, she will train her female offspring. To be psychologically independent. She'll, she'll tell her, baby, you don't need no man. All these men ain't nothing, no way. Make sure you look out for number one. What you have got, <laughs> you've got the nigga woman out front and the nigga man behind and scared. Willie Lynch wasn't just telling us how to make a slave, he was telling us seemingly how to make our churches, <laughs> how, to, how to form our communities. You got these strong, independent, gifted women who operate as the head because they think they have no choice. And men who cower down and are afraid to have an opinion. <laughs> this is a perfect situation of sound sleep and economics. A white man says that if you can get black folk 
to structure their families like this, you can peacefully know that you'll always be paid and they'll stay in their place. And he says, and if you implement this system right, it will perpetuate itself at least for 300 years, probably longer. And friend, I don't know about you, but I believe as I look around at our community, <laughs> this system has superseded 300 years. And so I'm saying our homes are broken because we lack the proper structure. So she get it from her mama because her mama has a moral brokenness within herself uh, that is perpetuated in a broken home. Those are the family values. The second thing that the text talks about is fractured virtues. If you're writing, write that down. I told you it was going to be rough today. I told you. I, I told you. I warned you. I set it up just good, right, nice. She get it from her mama. Here it is. This daughter who Bible scholars think is called or named Salome, uh, she was taught to use her body as a tool. And unfortunately, we're raising a generation of young ladies who believe that their body is their greatest asset. How do I know? Because they all walk around naked in public. And you don't put your private stuff on display in public unless you think that's your value. There's no such thing as modesty anymore. Matter of fact, I was talking to Kayla the other day. It's even crossed over into the gospel industry. People who call themselves gospel artists got their shoulders out and got their curves on display. And you going to sing the Lord's songs? Talking about we trying to be relevant to the culture. You ain't being relevant. That's just ratchet. And what happened is, ain't no man listening to your song. They looking for your thong. That thong, that thong, thong. <laughs> Talking about I'm a worshiper. No, you getting worship. You have set yourself up as an idol. And I, can, can I be honest with you? The only reason that we're able to have something called body shaming in our culture is because we are teaching women that their value is tied to their physique. So what happens is women start losing value and, and slumping into depression when stuff starts drooping and sagging and hanging. It's a natural course of life. And instead of letting life happen, you pay uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to go get stuff nipped and tucked and slid and sliced. And folks are spending a whole bunch of money these days with what they call a body shaper. Trying to make you look like not you. <laughs> so that when people see you, they ain't seeing you. They seeing what you done shaped, what you, what you have sculpted, what you have pulled together. And then you get Johnny home and then you got to take the shape off. And Johnny say, I thought I had me a Coke bottle. This is a keg. But, but what we've done is we've taught young ladies to use your bodies as a tool. And we do it even at an early age. Why the cartoons got to be sexy? I'll never forget I had to be 10, 11 years old and I was watching the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit? 
and my life was forever changed because there was this shapely cartoon named Jessica Rabbit and whenever she would walk you could hear music and I said oh my god from a very from a very young age I was programmed to objectify women and to see them for their curves and not She get it from her mom. And, and so women at home getting dressed, looking at themselves. I can't stand y'all. Cause see, you you all if I if I didn't know the Lord talked to me, you'd make me insecure. Because uh, I know I'm telling the truth. And there's a woman in the room right now, you have struggled with depression and low self-esteem because this society has put forth for you an image of beauty that you have yet to obtain. And unfortunately, it started in your house. You saw how they treated your sister who was light-skinned and tall and slender. You didn't look like that and you felt like you were treated differently consequently. That's Willie Lynch too, by the way. Treat the different niggas differently because of the variance in their appearance. Y'all are quiet in here. And here it is. Herodias says, baby girl, if you want to get somewhere in this world. She, she, she gives her uh, the advice that Ronnie gave Ebony in the Players Club. You got to use what you got to get what you want. <laughs> that, that was to wake the ratchet people up. I, oh, shoot. I know something about that. Here it is. She, she, she obviously is teaching her daughter something, but what she's teaching her is to value her physical self over her spiritual self. Put your body over your brain. She, she's, she's teaching her to put her trust in tricking, to honor whoring, not to value virtue. <laughs> to play games to get the goods. That her success is tied to her sexuality and that men are to be manipulated. Herodias understands that a man ain't nothing but a bag of hormones. And if you dangle the cookie in front of any man, you can have whatever you like. Y'all quiet in here. And, and consequently, this is why women now run the world. Because y'all came to this conclusion that a man will do anything for the cookie. I can't stand uh, women who act like you don't know. No, uh, I don't think so. I just, I can't. You a lie and the truth ain't in you. Because whenever you want him to do whatever you want him to do. You know what dress to wear, what scent to put on, what music to play. You know his spot. This is what Herodias is teaching her daughter that men ain't nothing but a bag of hormones and if you dangle the cookie in front, you can have, you can have whatever you like. Yeah. Now, now, before, before we, we point the finger, and I'm almost done. Before we point the finger, it won't be no hooper today. I, <laughs> I tell you, you're going to be sore. You're going to be sore for a couple of days, but it'll, it'll, it'll be, you'll be all right. Because somebody will point the finger at a prostitute 
we 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 wanna we wanna villainize a gold digger. But we have become a society of permanent prostitutes. Well, women don't even marry for love anymore. I need somebody to help me pay these bills. And if your reason for hooking up with him is for any type of financial fortitude or gain, what does that make you? I ain't no prostitute. But I'm going to have to get my hair did, my nails did, everything did, did. I'm going to need him to get me a nice car. And I don't love him, but I might can grow to it. Y'all quiet. I knew, I knew it was going to be like this. Uh, uh, permanent prostitutes. They, they don't genuinely love the man, but they need someone to take care of them. Someone to take care of them. This is, this is what we see in Herodias teaching. You know, use what you got, girl, to get what you want. And, and, and we also see that sin is a slippery slope. Because Herodias starts off an adulteress. But she ends up a murderer. Here's the thing about sin. You can't contain or control it. Once you set your feet on that path. You don't know where you're going to end up. I heard it best this way. Sin will take you further than you plan to go. It will cost you more than you plan to spend. It's going to keep you longer than you plan to stay. And I can tell by the look in your eyes, many of you know I'm telling the truth. That, that, that you, just, you just thought, you know, I'm just going to do a little bit. And a little bit became more than you ever thought you. That's why I've learned to never say never. You can't say what you won't do because the stuff that you will do is usually a gateway to the stuff you said you'd never do. No, nobody wakes up and says, I want to be a crackhead. No, they hit the weed one time. And then they start chasing that high. And that high ain't getting them high enough. Y'all are quiet in here. No, 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 nobody, nobody says, I, I want to be a whore. I want to be loose. I want to sleep around. But what happens is they get broke off one good time. And then that one good time move on to somebody else and you just trying to feel that one good time's place. What you discover is that truth of the matter is most men, if you're going to let them get it, they're going to get it. And, and so next thing you know, you got a whole bunch of miles on your Carfax. <laughs> Can't believe you got to this point, but the truth of the matter is sin is a slippery slope. Can, 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 I, can, I, can, I, can I keep it scripture for you? Jesus said that a little leaven <laughs> leavens the whole loaf. It, it only takes a speck. It only takes a drop to pollute the whole thing. And the truth of the matter is some of us know what it's like to get to that point where we say, how did I get here? Because sin is a slippery slope. And so they've moved from adultery and now to murder. It's that law of incrementalization that you don't drop a frog in a boiling pot of water. You put the frog in cool water and then you slowly turn up the heat and the frog will cook himself. And that's what the devil does is he allows you to get into what feels cool. And next thing you know, you are lifelessly dead, drowning. <laughs> so there are family values in the text. There's fractured virtue in the text. Thirdly, and I'm done. 
there's fueled vendettas in the text. This is where it gets real hard to hear. Because at the end of the day, Herodias has a problem with John. But Herodias can't kill John. Herod can. And so Herodias is concocting a plan to get John dead at the hands of another man. I don't want you to miss this. Sometimes we've got broken beauties in the world who are taking out their vendettas on John at another man's hands. And brothers, we so simple, we so stupid, we, we don't understand that whatever it is that she's saying about him, she got three kids by him, so she, at one point, at one point he was something, and now he's nothing. So, bruh, you need to know that one day, you're going to be the sorry, trifling, good-for-nothing kind of brother. But what happens is, Negro's so stupid, we hitting it now. If I'm wrong, get up and walk out. And because, because we in the saddle now, we got to be Billy Bad Boy. Now, look, you ain't going to be talking crazy to me. Shut up. Sit down somewhere. But what happens is women understand, when, even though they're broken, they, they, got, they got a brain on them. And I can manipulate this man to do to this man what I want. Y'all are quiet. She get it. She get it. She, she get it. She get it from her mama. So, so here it is. John is locked up in prison. And opportunity presents itself. Herod is having a party. In my mind, it's libations everywhere. His partners from all over town have come through. They laughing, giggling, telling the immature jokes that men can only share with other men. There are no women at the party as equals. They are only present as entertainment. And the bright idea occurs for his stepdaughter to take the stage. Truth of the matter is, when you read the text, the implication is that Herodias has been planning this all the while. And men, we can be so simple that we fall into a plan thinking it was our idea. Can you imagine out comes his stepdaughter who has been strate strategically trained that you can get what you want if you use what you got. And she starts to shake it and gyrating. I don't know what kind of dance she did. I don't, she might have, she might have dropped it down one time. Drop down, get your eagle on. I, I don't. Might have been the monkey on the stick. I, 
in my mind, maybe, maybe there was a little twerking. And nobody understands how sick this is that this man's stepdaughter is the entertainment at his birthday party. <laughs> because there is this sick perversion that has overthrown the house at this point. And there she's shaking and there he is just as grinning like a chess cat. She danced so good that he said, girl, you can have whatever you want. In my mind, there are two or three brothers that say, this is nasty, I'm leaving. But can you imagine the drunken clamor of men from all across town excited to see this young girl shaking her stuff in front of them? Meanwhile, mama is off stage saying, that's my girl. Do it. Do it like mama taught you. Show, show, them, show them what you're working with. Show, show them what we've been working on. I, I can't get them no more, but <laughs> you, you can. Ah, <laughs> oh, Steve, I've learned that for every shrewd young lady, there's a wise old one somewhere putting her up on game. I'm, I'm, I'm through. I'm through. Y'all can't even take no more this Sunday. Perhaps... Herodias knows Herod is hungry because she's been starving him. And so the more this girl dances, the more something that has been dead in Herod for a while comes alive. And because he is a man. He is easily manipulated to do what he doesn't want to do. Now, this is what messes me up, Brother Freddie. She can have half the kingdom, and she settles for the head of John because bitterness will make you make bad deals. And there are some young women that are so broken you will forfeit the kingdom to get revenge. And the head does her no good. She takes it to her mama. She literally did all the work and walked away with nothing. Y'all need some good news, I can tell. John is dead. The, one, the young girl has kind of prostituted herself. Herodias has gotten her revenge. Bible scholars say that uh, Herod Antipas at some point um, by the chief uh, in the region was, was named king. <laughs> and this Herod says, well, hold on. If he king, I want to be a king too. And so he goes down to, to, be, to be named king. And Herod Antipas says, you don't want to name my brother king. He'll try to take over everything. And so... The king banished this Herod to exile along with his wife. And that's how they died. That's the end of their story. You say, man, I ain't heard no good news yet. The good news is this. John is beheaded. His, his head is delivered to Herodias on a platter. And verse 12 says, and his disciples went and told Jesus. 
That's all I got. The truth of the matter is when your hope has been beheaded and life seems impossible, when it feels like all your hope is gone, you can still run and tell Jesus. That ain't, that ain't good news to everybody, but it's good news to somebody that the truth of the matter is when my heart is heavy. Don't do it. I, I, you don't push me because I'm close to the air. When your heart is heavy, when, when you've lost everything you thought matters, there's somebody who you can still tell. That's why the hymn writer said, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Everything to God in prayer. Another hymn writer said, I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone in my distress. He kindly will help me. He ever loves and cares for his own. I wonder do I have seven people? I'll make number eight in here that will declare watch how you treat me because I'll tell Jesus on you. I've had some moments in my life where nobody wanted to hear my complaints. Nobody wanted to hear me belly aching about my brokenness but somebody ought to shout but there is one who hears me when I pray. There's one I can call in the midnight hour when my marriage is falling apart I can tell Jesus when they scandalize my name I can tell Jesus when my mother is gone and my heart is broken and nobody else on the can tell I, I can I can tell Jesus and 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 while I have approached this message from a negative slant. I got to keep it 100 with you. I got that <laughs> from my mom. So listen, if you're being blessed by the ministry in any way, won't you go ahead and pass that blessing along. Invite your friends, your family, even your enemies to follow Free Indeed Fridays on podcasts and to follow us on all social media outlets. This is a way for you to be a part of something big. Listen, friends, if you've been blessed by this podcast, you need to make your way over to our website, www.freetheletterindeedministries.com. On our site, you can find everything from movies to live recordings and studio records. Uh, also, my first book, God Wants Me. You can follow us on all social media outlets. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle is at free, the letter N, D. M-I-N. Please believe we got some amazing things in store and you don't want to miss one moment of it. So go ahead and follow us. Like do it like right now. Like go check it out. Like, like, like right now, right now.